Well, hey everyone, I'm excited to get into God's Word with you today. Uh, currently, we're journeying through the pioneering story of the church, beginning in Acts, uh, and thinking about how the Holy Spirit fuels our faith and courage and pioneering action. Yeah, and that's what we need right now as a church, isn't it? You know, this, this is a moment for pioneering, courageously heading into an, an unknown future together. Uh, so let's jump straight back into, into Acts 4. Uh, and this is an exciting moment in, in history. You know, the Holy Spirit is on the move. Bold sermons are being preached. You know, people are being healed and set free. The first church community is, is born. Uh, and actually the religious leaders of the time are seriously troubled by all of this. Uh, and they're losing control of the situation. So they seize Peter and John, the disciples, two of Jesus' followers, and they throw them into jail. Uh, but then they realise that uh, they don't want to start a riot. And, uh, I mean, it's chaos, so they release them. Uh, church is happening, the Holy Spirit is moving, but no one really knows what's going on. They don't really know what's coming next. And so in the midst of all of this madness, all of the believers gather to pray And so we're going to pick it up from the middle of verse 29 as they pray. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything that they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there was no needy person among them. But from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them and they brought the money from the sales and they put it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Wow, what, what an amazing window into the early church. Well, we're going to get into that, but let's, let's pray uh, and then let's see how God might want to encourage us through this picture today. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your church. Uh, And we offer you these moments that we have together in your presence right now. Would you use them to mould us and shape us? Help us to be the people that you designed us to be and the church that you desire us to be for your glory. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, I want to speak to you today about fuel for courage. You know, there was something remarkably bold about the early church. Firm and unwavering, unwilling to compromise about who Jesus is and and undaunted in their pursuit about what it meant for their lives. And and I find these descriptions in, in Acts and actually throughout the New Testament of the early church uh, inspiring and challenging. You know, I look at them and I think, yes, you know, this is the sort of courage 
and confidence that I want for my faith, for our faith. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we we should be the most confident people around. Not in a flippant and arrogant way, but in a fully assured way. We know who we are created to be. We are God's dearly loved children and we know what we're called to do. To join in with Jesus' work, preaching and demonstrating, pioneering and establishing God's church, God's kingdom of peace and healing and love here on earth, just as it is in heaven. Or actually, as we would say here at Paul's, St Paul's, (laughs) to make disciples, to transform communities and to plant churches. That's what we do. And we go about it boldly together. Because we're fueled together by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I believe that God is, is calling us now, as a community, to, to a renewed sense of boldness. And to be courageous in our vision and in our action. To dare to dream that we won't just go through this season, but that we would grow through this season. Yeah, it certainly has been a, a challenging few months. You know, but I am encouraged that even in these past months, we've seen people come to faith on Alpha. We've seen new connect groups planted. You know, because of your generosity, we've seen vulnerable people in our community loved and fed and cared for. You know, now is a time for courage. You know, heading into 2020, we had like 200 to 300 adults and about... Uh, 75 kids and young people regularly worshipping at St Paul's. Plus thousands from our community who access our events and and community programmes throughout the year. And we love to gather and worship and party and celebrate. But recently, church has been different. And actually in the weeks and the months to come, things will continue to be different. In particular centred around smaller gatherings. And in fact, I would say that actually one of the great gifts of this season to the church, you know, along with the, uh, the amazing uh, kind of accelerated reach of, of, of online presence, you know, has also been a restoration of the primacy of discipleship and family and connect groups. You know, church on a more granular level. You know, and whatever we have ahead of us, I don't want to lose that. You know, so what might courage look like for us together as we go on organising ourselves, pioneering for the seasons to come? You know, currently, in addition to our online Sunday gathering, we have around... Yeah, you know, 150 adults meeting in about 15 small groups, something like that. And you know, this is and this is super encouraging. You know, but again, rather than just going through this season together, what could growing through this next season together look like? You know, what would our groups have to look like? You know, if over the next six months, you know, what if one or two people from each of our connect groups hosted an alpha group? Online or offline, you know, honestly, it's never been easier to run a great alpha right now. But, you know, what if in each one of those alpha groups, 
one or two people met Jesus and had their lives transformed. Could we have courage for that? What if by the end of the year, all these uh, new people were welcomed in and each of our connect groups looked to plant a new group? How many new groups could we have the courage to plant? You know, could we dream for that? Would we pray for that? You know, I want to encourage you that we have a remarkable opportunity right now in our, in our smaller gatherings to spur one another on and allow the Holy Spirit to fuel our courage and our expectation for the future. You know, God is on the move. He is building his church and we just get to join in and, and pioneer with him in new expressions of his kingdom, of peace and of healing and of love. And I'm really excited about that. And so with that in mind, I want to quickly just point us to, to four courageous things that we see uh, in this early Acts church community and, uh, and ask us some really practical questions to take away and consider how uh, they might impact us and our connect groups, our church communities in this coming season. So first, we read about courageous welcome. You know, a few weeks back on Trinity Sunday, we reflected about how we're designed, even in our differences, to be united. You know, just like God, Father, Son and Spirit. Distinct, yet not divided. You know, and this was one of the key things that defined the earliest Christian communities. You know, unlike today, actually back then in the first century, shared life uh, you know, the things that seem so inspiring to us now when we read about them actually weren't in and of themselves so distinctive. You know, communities often sprang up around the commonality of race or religion or vocation. You know, communities who lived together and worked together, who, who looked out for one another. You know, the distinctive bit in these Jesus communities was their diversity. You know, we see this throughout the book of Acts and beyond. You know, Jews, Romans, Greek, rich, poor, slave, free, old, young, all together. And as diverse as they were, we see, and we see it here in this passage, that all the believers were one in heart and mind. You know, the early church was distinct in their diversity and in their diversity, their unity. And at the centre of it was a Holy Spirit fueled, courageous welcome. So who might God be prompting you to welcome into your life, into our community, into, into your home or, or your garden for a chat? Or, in, or into the park, you know, who might you be able to reach out to and care for and introduce Jesus to? Who might you have given up on or perhaps even overlooked? You know, maybe because they were very different from you. Well, be encouraged, be fueled with courage by the Holy Spirit in your welcome. Second, courageous wealth. Let's read in uh, verse 32. 
says, no one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. And it goes on to say, there was no needy persons among them. Now this is remarkably countercultural for us, isn't it? You know, the early church communities weren't capitalist or communist, but they were courageous. You know, the believers owned private property, but they gave it away radically. And they did this by choice and not under compulsion. And the truth is, it can take real courage to let go of our most precious possessions, to share what we own in, in radical ways. I wonder, is, is there something that I own that is in fact owning me? You know, perhaps something that could bless someone else more than it blesses me. Because ultimately this giving is the heart of the gospel. And when it comes to this kind of courageous sharing and generosity, well actually it doesn't just come down to money and stuff. <laughs> You know, although it is important to challenge ourselves about that, but you know, but what about our time and our energy, our attention, our our faith, even? You know, in Acts three, Mark spoke to us about this last week. Peter and John were going to the temple to pray uh, when a lame beggar called out to them. You know, and they could have uh, just carried on and rushed by. But instead they stopped and they engaged the man. And Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Yeah, Peter reached out and he took hold of the man and he was healed. You know, even with empty pockets, Peter and John were wealthy and what they had they gave. So how might God be prompting you to give to those around you? You know, what has God blessed you with in your pocket? And what has God blessed you with in your heart? And how might you be courageous with that wealth? Well, be encouraged. Be fueled with courage by the Holy Spirit in how you use your wealth. Third, courageous words. So as all the believers were gathered together, they prayed, enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. I love that. I love that. But I want us just to rewind a few verses uh, because actually there's something else great here in, in chapter four that I don't want us to miss. You see, see, Peter and John have been thrown into jail and, and the next day they were dragged in front of the authorities and, and then in this hostile environment they began to speak boldly about Jesus, the cornerstone of their faith and, uh, and they courageously declare salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And then I love this bit, verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, 
ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. The courage with which Peter and John spoke was nothing to do with how clever they were. Is anyone encouraged by that? (laughs) I, I really am. You know, they hadn't studied theology. They didn't have years of leadership experience. They didn't have a following. They didn't uh, probably even get any likes on Facebook at the time. You know, all they had done was to hang out with Jesus and get filled with his spirit. They were unschooled, ordinary men. Their courageous words didn't come from their education, but from their encounter. You know, if you've met with Jesus, then you can speak courageously on his behalf too. You know, not because of any great quality in you, but because of his spirit in you. you know, and, and in Acts, and then through the rest of history, we see it's just full of examples of unschooled, ordinary people, filled with the spirit and fueled with courage, whose bold words turn the world upside down with the love of God. So, what might God be prompting you to say? Be bold. Allow God to speak through you. Be encouraged. Be fueled with courage by the Holy Spirit. Allow him to use your words. And finally, Fourthly, courageous wonders. All the believers gathered and they prayed. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness and stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The Spirit of Jesus gives us fuel for courage to step out and to believe, to step out in power, uh, to step out and to pray. And as we do, God stretches out his hand to heal and perform signs and wonders. And let me finish with a quick story uh, that I heard this week. And lots of you will know the amazing Christine Ricketts here at St Paul's. Well, she heard of some friends up in Liverpool whose grandson was really poorly uh, with a brain tumour. And Christine felt led to pray with her small group here at St Paul's about it. And so her and and Doreen and Janet and Joe and actually lots of others up and down the country courageously prayed and believed that God would intervene. And then amazingly, the next day, this poorly little boy went for uh, another scan and the tumour had completely gone. Our God is a God of wonders. As we pray, things happen. So, what might God 
be prompting you to pray? You know, and what wonders might you see as you pray courageously with and for one another? Be encouraged, be fueled with courage by the Holy Spirit. Allow him to use your welcome, your wealth and your words. And, and let's pray together now. God of wonders, would you come, would you have your way in and through us? Give us your courage to be the people that you designed us to be. To be the church that you desire us to be. For your glory, Jesus. Amen.